0: Welcome to another episode of Relevant Conversations for All. Today we're going to be talking about propaganda, and I just wanted to start out with giving a formal definition as per the definition from the Oxford languages of propaganda so that we're all clear as to what we are talking about. So, propaganda is information, especially of a biased or misleading nature, used to promote or publicize a particular political cause or point of view. That being said, um, we did touch lightly on the topic of propaganda in terms of um, the stereotypical films that we discussed and also in terms of media. So today we're going to elaborate a bit more on how and when and where we see these types of propaganda coming about.
1: So um, you actually...
0: to think that when we go into an establishment to purchase something, we would all be um, on the same playing field, so to speak. Basically, because the money is green and everybody's money is the same, right? Um, Yesterday, I had the experience of going into a car dealership and unfortunately, I ended up spending quite a lengthy period of time there. But something I observed while I was there was that um, while there was diversity in the sales representatives, there was also diversity in the people who came in. However, I found that the people of color were given sales reps who were of color, and the Caucasian clients were stared to the Caucasian representatives. I also noticed that there was a very clear and distinct time frame in which the Caucasian patrons came in, had their transactions processed, and left rather quickly. Whereas people of color ended up sitting for longer periods of time, waiting to be serviced. Now, although I know that um, these red lines exist, I can't say that I've seen it as blatant as I saw it yesterday for quite some time. You know, um, certainly across my lifetime, I have seen some incidences of that. But I can't, you know, and I guess it was um, exaggerated. Mm-hmm. my circumstance. Because I was in the same place for such a long period of time, I was actually able to watch. This wasn't just one or two situations or circumstances so, happening. This was several people throughout the course of an eight-hour period. Eight-hour, first of all, is re- it's ridiculous to have yes. to stay in any one establishment yes. to purchase something. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Um, so let me let you... You were able to observe it, and I'm sure you were thinking while this was going on. Absolutely. uh, What type of propaganda do you think um, actually influenced the way that the people of color were treated as opposed to the Caucasians?
0: I think the propaganda that occurs is daily, and it's become so common that people may not even recognize it any longer as being propaganda. It's it's become more of a um, an acceptable type of thing. Last week we touched on media and how when mm-hmm. a crime is committed, if it is a person of color, you know every detail about that person. You know what shade they were. You know um, how old, how tall, what they had on, mm-hmm. where they lived. <laughs> um <laughs> But for people of color, when we are watching the news, we know right away when the perpetrator is not a person of color because no color will be stated and it will be quickly put out there and quickly gone. You don't get nearly as much information as you would in the case of someone of color. So there is an ongoing... Um, circumstance of propaganda it's just like um, in the Jewish community yep. when something happens they will distinctly say Jewish rather than saying well you know human <laughs> and exactly. in communities of color they will list the colors as opposed right. to saying you know a human yeah
1: the, in, in the I'll touch on two things Um, when we talk about patronage of businesses I would say that part of the propaganda that's out there with regard to people of color is that they don't have the money to make the purchase so either you find yourself traveling in a store um, and being followed as a person of color or um, you're actually left waiting, like, let's say, for instance, at a car dealership, because they're not sure that all of the money will be intact, and they don't feel it's worth their time. Because, believe me, if that Caucasian salesperson uh, were waiting, were, were sure that uh the person of color was going to purchase and walk out with a vehicle that day, they would be more than happy to take that commission from the the next person. But, and and again, um, when we talk about uh, the news and the way that they depict things, it's not only about mentioning the color, it's about mentioning the area that it happened. I've noticed, I live in a a metropolitan area, so a lot of times uh, I'll notice on the news that uh, they'll say a certain part of the city and even say that part of the city when a crime didn't actually occur in Mm. that part of the city Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because they don't want to attribute um, a crime to certain areas. So, you know, that part of uh, the city just becomes known for being dangerous or crime-ridden and things of that type, which makes people believe that a person that lives in that area maybe of that mindset, and then make prejudgments about them. And that's right. all because of the way that it's depicted, both in the news, and then the stories start running, and, and things of that type. And, uh, you know, the, the mass, the, the majority of the people who live in certain areas just want to live.
0: Yes. And I... I you know. I agree. Um <laughs> there becomes this this umbrella that if you live in a particular area, you must not be up to anything that's good. Um, You know, there there might be a huge assumption made that um, because you are deprived, you are going to take from me. And such is not always the case. I mean, realistically, we can find bad apples in all shapes sizes and shades a good person is a good person a not so good person is a not so good person regardless of what they look like regardless of where they live right
1: exactly Mm -hmm.
0: Um, and there is just such a stereotypical depiction um not only just here in america but this extends globally Mm -hmm. Um, when we talk about indigenous people, and we we cannot forget Native Americans, and I I always I always want to keep Native Americans at the helm of all of this because they were the first to suffer the atrocities of those who chose to steal, those who chose to be greedy and to take advantage. Um, but we cannot forget their voices and. It, For example, when you look at Canada, Canada has a very large Native American population. Mm -hmm. Um, And sadly, that population is targeted by their police. In other words, there is uh, the assumption that exists here that people of color are more likely to commit crime also exists in Mm -hmm. Canada, but the assumption is, is more so that people of native american descent are more likely to be up to no good and there has to be this dispelling of all of these negative connotations and and we are being inundated with it on a regular basis on a mm-hmm. conscious level and also a subconscious level and that yeah. that you know that goes back to what i said in the beginning we hear it so often that it becomes what? Common play, you know. Um, we we don't pay as much attention. You know, it, it may make you stop. You know, sometimes it makes me stop because I I tend to notice things like that. Like I'm sure many other people notice things like that. And I'm like, wow, you know, that's that's pretty messed up. Because um, and we we also oh sorry not to cut you off. I just wanted to to bring to light something that came up in um, last week when. Um, They were getting a testimony of someone who Mm -hmm. was in a higher position in America. And it was interesting, shocking, but I think people need to understand the differences of how someone um, who shot up an entire church of people Mm -hmm. was treated almost like a martyr. Um, Right. They were, gi- they were given Burger King. I mean, we're talking about mm-hmm. a mass shooting. And they were escorted right. into Burger King, like, hey, buddy, good job. And then yep. comparatively, we have someone of color who was walking down the street and wearing a, a facial mask because he had a tendency to get cold. He was anemic. Mm-hmm. And he was accosted on the street, assumed to be a criminal by the police. And ended up dead.
1: Ended you know? up dead.
0: Choke hold, yeah. injected with um, a particular substance that put him mm-hmm. into cardiac arrest. So, and, and I'm, you know, I, I scratch my head at these things, and I'm saying, how could such things happen and continue to be justified?
1: not justifiable and that's all a part of the propaganda that's out there right um to touch a little bit on what you were saying about assuming that people of color are up to no good and you know what in some cases that's true but the propaganda will have you believe that people are up to no good because they're just not good people or they're not worth anything. Mm -hmm. Let's look at the economic inequities that make people feel as though they have to do certain things to survive. You know, that and the the propaganda that's out there would just have you believe that uh, these people just woke up one morning and said, hey, I'm going to go and rob a store or you know, something of that type. Mm -hmm. Then we come back to people being assumed of, you know, not being up to any good, and you're, like this young man was, uh, walking down the street, and um, on his way home, and stopped by the police, and he's exclaiming during uh, that incident, saying, hey, I don't fight people, I don't do any of that, I was just cold, you know, injected, put him in a chokehold and injected him, and this young man ends up with his life lost, whereas the the paradox that you drew with the other person who's actually going in and um, shooting up a church, a church for God's sake, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and he's marched out with a bulletproof vest and given Burger King. Right. Right how how does that align and this is all due to the propaganda that's yes. out there yes you know certain people are bad certain people deserve the benefit of the doubt
0: right and you know i Propaganda is an extremely dangerous thing, and it's not just dangerous for people of color. It's dangerous for all mm-hmm. people, and I say that because mm-hmm. it is the start of tyranny, and we need yeah. to remember history, and mm-hmm. um, the, well, going back in time, if we look at World War II and the propaganda that led up to the killing of all of the Jewish people people in Uh Germany during that time it was a gradual process and it was a process that psychologically prepared people prepared those who would commit the atrocities against the targeted people and by that I mean it started out with different groups of people smaller groups and we mentioned them last week We talked about the gypsies. We talked about the gays. Mm -hmm. We talked about the blacks. And anyone else disabled. All taken out. Right? So people like, Mm hmm. "Hmm." But then again, maybe some people thought, well, eh, they're kind of sort of not pulling their weight. Or maybe, you know, it's okay because they're small numbers. They're different. But what they didn't realize as a whole. And when I say they, anyone who observes, you know, the they observes without reaction. Now, I do recognize the fact that many people reacted. Many people in the Jewish community reacted and they were killed as well early on. But I'm talking about those inhumane who watched and because they thought, well, hey, it's not me. It's okay. You know, but now we we look back and we we watch the propaganda, the films and the discussions and and the blaming and the pointing of the fingers. And then um, by the time it came to the point where the Jewish community was rounded up to commit this heinous atrocity, some people were already joining board with, with the inhumane, saying, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it, it got them so psychologically distorted in their belief system, changed their perception to the point where they joined in. And this is the dangerous part about propaganda because, you know, you have these hotspots and all of these things happening, you know, and it's slowly changing people's perceptions, whether they're aware of it or they're not aware of it. And that is the danger we see the militarization well, of, of these troops. If we,
1: if we look how, at how people react to, let's say, even vaccines, right? With a vaccine, you're giving a little bit of the virus. And then your immune system builds up against it. Now, when we look at Uh, the way that propaganda begins and how it slowly just infiltrates uh, people's minds with regard to um, not being able to uh, discern between what's true and uh, what is actually propaganda. Let's look at if you're given a little bit of something over time, when you swallow it, and it doesn't kill you, then you build up, you know, a tolerance for it. Mm -hmm. So you're given, you know, little bits of uh, fake news, propaganda, whatever we're going to call it, over time. And then the more that you allow yourself to build up a tolerance, then you become... What you never thought you would become. Right. For right. a lot of people, because you know, I I would people are not born racist. Correct. Uh, people are not born hating other people. That's something that's taught and fed to them little by little throughout their lives, and then they end up in that space.
0: That is correct. So, yes.
1: So when we look at the propaganda that's out there and how long it's existed, over hundreds and hundreds of years, and I'll and one thing that I'll just say is Native Americans were the first to experience um, the cruelties of other members of the human race on in the United States well I'd like to however,
0: take I'd like to take those people out of the human race and call them non-humans or the inhumane
1: how inhumane <laughs> so however in other countries because you know slaves were in uh, in Europe before they came to the United States
0: so yes.
1: let's say that let's clarify and say that Native Americans, obviously, by by their name or indigenous people to this land, were the first to experience the cruelty here. Right. But it has been
0: oh historically has existed
1: for ever since yes since biblical Uh,
0: time (laughs) since biblical time. But um, to clarify, when I say non-human and inhumane, I am talking about those who choose not to act in the best interest of humans so in my mind they are shifted over into that category of being inhumane and those that commit atrocities against native americans against african americans against uh gay people anybody they are now put in a category of being inhumane non-human um what and and i know that sometimes it's difficult for people to connect to um history that has been way in the past so to speak mm-hmm. but if we can bring mm-hmm. it more into the time such as with aids now aids the propaganda behind aids was that it was a gay disease and in what? labeling it a gay disease the government did not act because gays to the government were undesirable
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. exactly so Again, we had that propaganda where, okay, well, they don't matter. It's a population that we can do without. So nothing happened, but hundreds of thousands of people were dying. It was not until AIDS started reaching into the quote unquote normal, as they would say, population. Mm-hmm. And that's when all of a sudden the government decided, hey, we need to do something about this. But that is, sure. that is to... typically the trend also of propaganda. You know, as long as it's contained, exactly.
1: mm-hmm. the
0: propaganda continues. But and
1: once... This is to correlate with modern day to you. I have like a, a very specific example of, of... It's not AIDS, it's not a disease, but it is a disease, kind of. Um, but all over the country drug addiction mm-hmm. and in particular heroin addiction yes it's you know it really didn't matter as long as it stayed in the quote unquote ghetto or the poor people were suffering from it but as soon as it became not just a disease of the marginalized then Have people in the government and in both state and federal saying, hey, we really need to get this under control, offer help for people, and to stop treating it as though it's a crime when it's really a disease and a sickness. So you're absolutely right. The propaganda that's out there, let's keep this where it belongs. However, when it spreads, which it always will, it always does. Then, okay. then, it, then it's something that we need to pay close
0: attention to. Right, right. And there, there are certain levels of propaganda that are so extensive that um, people can travel outside of America and encounter the same type of propaganda mm-hmm. that they are experiencing here. And certain assumptions will be made in other countries. You know, um, oh. well, well. You know, we don't have a good reputation right now as Americans, so, you know, no other country wants us right now, but that is not necessarily propaganda, however, you know. Right. um, But that's another topic. But the propaganda is so extensive and it's so deep that it spills over into how we educate our children, Mm -hmm. um, what we approve of them watching. Um, right. the products that we purchase, um, mm-hmm. the assumptions about people based on their mm-hmm. geographic location. Right. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's an overwhelming cloud that continues to hang over us and if we are going to um, really focus on being humans and being humane, Um, This notion about uh, separating people by labeling them as being marginalized, that's already putting people in a particular category, Uh, calling them minority, that's already putting people in a category, and calling them the majority, that's already putting people in a category. Why do we need Uh to divide? Why do we need to separate everyone?
1: I I, I think we... Divide, I think we need to identify so that people are aware of what's going on currently oh, well, within yes. our communities and that we can, the people who are identified as marginalized or minorities, so that they can be identified so that they could be given their fair share.
0: Well, I understand and- that. I understand that. Yeah. And if it and if yeah. it actually worked that way, then perhaps there would be a redeeming factor to that. Um, I think it just, um, again, it, it creates a map of mm-hmm. who and where mm-hmm. and when and what. But, I, this, yeah. I, I, I also want to clarify, I'm not saying that people should not identify with mm-hmm. whom they are. That is very important, and that is what I refer to with the salad example. Um, Mm -hmm. What I don't like is the constant separation. It's like hurdle after hurdle after hurdle. You can educate yourself and put yourself in a different position in life, Mm -hmm. hold a different job that is successful, and still you will be categorized and separated from another group. And that shouldn't be, you know, and that goes across the board. Whether you're you male, female, transgender, gay, straight, mm-hmm. purple, polka dot. Right. You know? Why and my and my question is why do we have to keep dividing? Now if if you're talking about giving people what they need, then why can't you just ask people what they need? You right. don't you don't have to put it into a certain category. So So, so people, it it all comes
1: back to a question of okay. People have eyesight. They, they they will always they will always recognize what is different from them because we don't necessarily have X ray vision for each person to look under another person's skin. It's race shouldn't matter, but if we get into a conversation with regard to reparations, right? So reparations the atrocities that people have suffered over hundreds and hundreds of years and never received anything for. When we talk about that, if that group is not identified, not them identifying uh, with who they are, but other people don't recognize who they are and what they've been through, then you throw that entire idea out the window. Right, because well- then we Start branding. Right. Well, again, but
0: that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about um, losing that sense of identification. What I'm talking about is is moving forward. You know, moving forward. Uh, Well, we will
1: move forward, but first, I think it's really important that we say not only do we need to move forward, but first, we need to come to grips with where we are. Yes.
0: Well, okay. Let me clarify again. When I say move forward, I am talking about moving away from categorizing people in a negative connotation. Okay? Negative yes, context. yes, I understand that um, reparations and and redemption of past atrocities is, exi- is significant, it's important. It's also very important to hold on to history to make sure that these things don't happen again. So I'm not I'm not talking about that aspect. I'm talking about uh-huh. the, the generations that come should not be set into certain categories the moment that they are born and then stuck into... You know, it reminds me of the class system, you know, where you you get stuck. You're born into a certain position and you get stuck and you can't get out. Every child should have the opportunity to reach as high as they can possibly reach on an equal plane. And I'm focusing on children because... Like you mentioned, racism has to be taught, uh-huh. and racism stems from fear, and fear has to be taught. Exactly. I have watched, I have had the advantage of watching children play together, young children play. They don't know color. Uh-huh. They don't know no. shade. They don't know shape and size. They don't know any of that until they hear adults or someone else talking about it. Or someone else teaching them about it. Or
1: putting their propaganda out
0: there. Propaganda. Keeping that propaganda Mm -hmm. alive. Feeding that lion of prejudice. Right? So that's that's what I'm talking about. And I want to clarify that because I am not by any means saying that anyone should forget about their culture or not acknowledge it. That is what makes us unique. That is what makes us beautiful. That is what makes us human. You know, Mm -hmm. um, how boring this world would be if everybody looked the same, (laughs) and if everyone (laughs) behaved the same way. You know, it would just be this this cookie cutter society of Stepford wives and husbands, and everything else in between, right? Yeah. So, um, I I think in all of this, as humans, we need to be self-aware because that's really where it's going to start. You have to um, be willing to look at yourself mm-hmm. and to say, well, wait a minute. You know, am I, am I thinking about this in the wrong way? Mm-hmm. Am I stepping on someone to make myself seem bigger and better? Mm-hmm. You know? And we also have to stay awake. We have to watch and pay attention to the things that's going on. Now, you and I will say, of course... But given the, the crisis that's going on right now, we have a pandemic going on, we have people unemployed wondering where the next dollar is going to come from. Some of those people are missing the fact that there were military, militarized individuals being sent to mm-hmm. different cities. Some of them didn't even mm-hmm. realize that. And that is a very significant thing because that is an additional phase of the propaganda. Uh-huh. This is what leads to the end of society as we know it. And we really need to pay attention to those things. And of course, most of all, we need to be human.
1: Right, and before we before we close, I just wanted to mention, I, I looked at a documentary on Hitler maybe a couple of weeks ago. And what I see with this militarization and uh, the different things that are going on here in the United States today
0: Mm -hmm.
1: is something that happened at the beginning of Hitler's reign.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. we cannot afford to ignore
1: or, you know, just wait for history to repeat itself.
0: It's already here. Yeah, it's already here, and but we but we have the power, we have the authority to stop it. Um, Mm -hmm. We have a very significant movement going on um, every day. We also Mm -hmm. have the power to vote. Now I know that creates some controversy in itself, but we have some say. Mm -hmm. But um, by no means should any of us be sitting back and allowing this type of situation to change our society.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: So um, with that, we're going to close with this episode. Thank you for joining us. Um, we hope to continue to to bring light and to help those that are awake to stay awake. And perhaps those that are not quite awake yet to awaken. So thank you. And we will see you next time.
1: Thank you.